Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts. I'm Kevin. And I'm Carl. And we listen to podcasts so you don't have to. On today's show, we'll be analyzing and reviewing a podcast called Stuff Mom Never Told You. Uh, The episode is titled The Asian Fetish uh, as always, we both listen to the show separately. We haven't discussed anything beforehand, blah, blah, blah. So without further ado, let's find out once and for all, who are these, who are pod- these podcasts? It's showtime. Kevin. Yay. Yay. We've got an excited audience here today. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Oh, they dropped right off. Yeah. As soon as I started talking, I'm like, oh, he's here. Right. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. So today we're going to talk about a podcast called Stuff Mom Never Told You. Yes. And uh, let me just read you the description from their website. Uh, get, give everybody a perspective of what we had to endure. Uh, hosted by Kristen Conger and Caroline Urban. Stuff Mom Never Told You is the audio podcast from How Stuff Works that gets down to the business of being women from every imaginable angle. Fueled by boundless curiosity and rigorous research, Kristen and Caroline are girls next door gender experts who skillfully decode the biology, psychology, and sociology of ladies and gents from their evolutionary past to millennial present to better understand all the stuff mom never told you. So gender experts, that's that's the one that stood out to me. Yeah. I believe that's code for feminists? Yeah, oh, definitely. And okay. you definitely get that vibe from listening to this that they... Yeah, so th- these women are feminists who their only goal in life is to sound as intelligent as possible. <laughs> the vocabulary coming out of these people's mouths to make nonsensical arguments and statements and using just the largest words they could possibly find in the dictionary. It's it's kind of how I talk when I'm at work. Right, right. You just try to sound like you're smart. I just, yeah, I just throw out, you know, $10 words or whatever uh, <laughs> and to hope that, that somebody, you know, takes me seriously or something. So I, I can relate in a lot of ways. So this was about a 50-minute long podcast, and it was all about the Asian fetish. You know, this was a, a topic that interested me. I'll, I'll take full uh, responsibility for this one. I, I picked it out. And uh, really glad I did, because there was a lot to uh, to not learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, they they go through a lot of uh, explanation from back from like imperialism and stuff of of how the Asian fetish or the I guess preoccupation with the Asian culture and Asian women. I guess it sort of makes you know sense. 
I'm an idiot, so I I don't know. I believe what they're what they're telling me, but it's uh I think the thing that I got most hung up with about this podcast was the inflection in their voice and, oh my and God. it fucking was it just never me. stopped irritating me yeah it it was like and they're just okay. all up I, and down i have examples of that but before we get too far along because okay. uh kevin and i both have a ton of clips from this show I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch that overlap but what we always like to do is start with the short clip that we think best summarizes the entire episode so if you want, why don't you start with uh, mine that says a uh, clip that sums up the show for me. Um, but the whole underrepresentation of Asian characters in this show that takes place in a prison does sort of reflect the existing stereotype of Asians as the quote unquote model minority, that they never do anything wrong. They just study math and get good grades and get married and go on to be model citizens when even if some people do think that that model minority stereotype is positive, like, hey, we're not saying that you break the law, so shouldn't you be grateful? It's still squashing entire groups of people down to a one-dimensional representation that doesn't reflect reality. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I probably should have set that one up a little bit better. They were talking about Orange is the New Black, which is apparently a racist show because it doesn't have enough Asians. So these are prison inmates, a show about prisoners. There aren't enough Asians, and that is somehow racist. These women could find racism in a sunset. How is that possibly racist? It's like This isn't reflecting reality at all. I've never been to a women's prison, but I'm guessing there aren't a ton of Asians there. Am I wrong? Is that, is that crazy? I, you know, I, you could probably go to, like, uh, Japan and, and probably not find a lot of Asian women in prison. No. It's probably yeah. all black women in Japan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't – yeah, it's, it's – There's no way to make these cunts happy. There's, I'm convinced of it. There's nothing you could possibly do that they'd be like, okay, that is exactly the way that you're supposed to say that, and you've done this very well. Anything you do or say is a microaggression and ultimately racist in these two women's eyes. It's – Really unbelievable. I don't know how they they, uh, get through life. But anyway, more on that in a moment. It's funny. Uh, (laughs) You say uh, microaggression. I I only heard that once during the whole podcast, thankfully, because I thought that that was going to be one of those fucking words that I heard a bunch of times. But they used it for real. I've heard right. that, but I've read I've read the articles about um, the college campus and everything, but I've never heard someone use that word as if it were a real thing because it's not a real thing. We're PC, man. We're pussy crushers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bra. Uh, so. Okay. Speaking of bra, here's my favorite. Globetrotting bro who comes home with so many stories, you wouldn't believe the women, man. Yeah. So I, uh, there's a little bit of disdain in that voice, I would say. Yeah. Bra- like, I understand the the impression of a bro. And I bet I'm betting if they were to like have a counter podcast that that reviewed our podcast reviewing them, that they would be like they were totally like hey bro and uh, microaggression. They would take that exact clip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is how the whole thing sounds. Hey bro. <laughs> um. All right. So while we're on this subject, there's one thing that I want to take a look at. There's a A clip that I have, it's called OMG, You Dummy. Uh, Just play that, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll talk about why I clipped that one. All right. 
Yeah. I mean, I will be completely honest. I mean, because why not? I've only ever dated white guys. It's not that I have not dated guys of other ethnicities because I have, no, but that has been what I've been attracted to. Okay. That sentence literally makes the entire point of the show moot. She, they, they, this was this, by the way, this sentence comes in at about the minute 46 marker or so. All they're talking about is this whole crazy history. And by the way, the story arc of this podcast is amazing. It starts off in 1959, or no, I'm sorry, it starts off in the 13th century and somehow gets really caught up in the early 20th century America and just the crazy racism that was going on and then ends with this. Well, I have my own thing too, but uh, you know, these guys who like Asian girls, <laughs> they're racist. Right. She, she makes the entire show move with that statement. Well, I, I thought it was funny too. Cause you know, she's, there's a part in here where they're talking. Now this is who we're referring to as Kristen. I think she's the, yeah, she, she seems, seems to be the worst of the two between her and Caroline, but Oh, they're both awful. Well, they are. Yes. Both but awful people. If, if I had to choose in a lineup, which one to not kill, if I only had one sock puppet to stick in someone's mouth. Yes. I would pick Kristen. <laughs> That's correct. And I don't know if they're trying to make the point that people who are guys who are into Asian women are creepy. That that's how yeah. the general population sees those people. And then they go one step further and go, and usually it's the geeky guy. I know. Is... This is stereotyping all over the right, place. So I'm like, okay, so, so me, so that's what they're saying is me. Yes. Exactly. You know, is, is creepy. So it's like as a, a fat geek guy that I am, I can't be interested. I can't show any interest in an, in an Asian woman without it being perceived as creepy in fact i'll go one further and say i can't be i can't show any interest anything sexually without it being creepy just being just being a fat dude you leaving the house is creepy well i don't buy you step (laughs) foot out of that apartment stay inside you're a creep oh you've just freaking poor Kristen out oh boy no it's um i just thought it was really bizarre that they they had to to pick that it's, out in that way. It's hypocritical. It's it, the whole show is uh it's just a circular argument and it's it's uh there it's hypocrisy. So let's t- take a step back. I want to go back towards the beginning of the show where they're setting up why this Asian fetish even exists in the first place. And they're going back um way back in time to Marco Polo. Uh can you play the clip I titled Wildly Inaccurate Historical Fact? It's interesting when you do look at that gender aspect because East Asia as sort of a whole has been historically feminized in the eyes of the West sort of as a reaction against its formidable strength. We could not come in and take over, essentially. We couldn't come in and be the boss. And so we ended up fetishizing entire groups of people and claiming the women for our own. That's insane. <laughs> Who is all this we shit? What is she talking about? <laughs> Did you have anything to do with that? Yeah, no, all I'm a man. I have a penis, so therefore, no, yeah. So you, so you are guilty. I, yeah, I'm guilty of all previous crimes. So yes. if you didn't catch that, because again, she was using as many $10 words as she possibly could, the basic premise is the West discovered the Far East, and the Far East were superior. And so the West, because they couldn't conquer them, 
decided to say, well, the women are super sexy and hot and they can be our girlfriends. I mean, is, is that an accurate summarization of what she was saying? Yeah. And that's what I, I take from it too. And I think there's a clip I had too, that was, uh, I think in, in that same conversation where they were talking about guys that went over there and, and, and sexually like exploited, um, the region. This is, uh, an oversized clitoris. She, they talk about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they get on that subject, but uh, I don't know either. Um, but all right, I want to come back to this historical right. fact. But before, now that you played that, yeah, I got to play um, my favorite one, which is uh, I learned something new. Native African women had different sized uh, vulvas compared to white women as well. I didn't, I didn't know that. I learned something new from this I podcast. Almost, I almost good. clipped that, too. And I was, like, in my mind like a fucking idiot going, wait a minute. What is the fucking vulva? Like, I, I still have no idea you what the fuck. No, that, I don't. That's go-to for me. That's how I talk dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Just bring that vulva over here. I, I don't know how that's they even so... got on that subject. That's how crazy this podcast gets. But anyway. Um, so the, this whole podcast is based, and they, they do come back around to it at the end. The whole podcast is based on the fact that when the West met the East back in the 13th century, they couldn't conquer them. So they had to uh, feminize or, or fetishize, I guess is the word that they like to use, the entire region. I'm not a historian, so correct me if I'm wrong here. But the West never tried to conquer the East. The Mongolians made it pretty far into Europe, so it did go the other way around. But the West were just trying to trade with the East. They were actually much more interested in their spices and some of their inventions than they were with trying to take over their land. There was really no point in which the West was invading the East until the Opium War, which was 1839. And at that point, the British won. So nothing that she says is historically accurate at all. Because when the West did decide to, to go in and actually conquer the East... The British won, and then there's this incident I just read about where the U.S. dropped atomic bombs in Japan, and they surrendered. So it seems like the West has actually had a pretty good track record beating up on the East. So that the whole premise of the show is just historically inaccurate. It's made up. I don't even know where they came up with it. It sounds like you're reading a textbook, because I don't even know any of that shit. But here's the thing. Textbook in a while. But. Here's the thing I took from that. The whole spice thing. I love that shit from the... We were over there trading spices. Like, shit was so bland in the old days. They were like, we have to fucking... We have to get in a boat and get some goddamn salt or pepper or something (laughs) from somewhere because we cannot eat this fish anymore the way it is. This cumin is fucking amazing. I have to go on a four-month trek (laughs) to get some more of this cumin and get it back into Italy. Uh, They love spices. I don't even know if that was a spice that was over there. I have no idea. Yeah, I I have no idea either. So send your uh, emails to Kevin at iCloud. Yes, (laughs) Kevin at iCloud. No dot com. Just... uh, (laughs) So here's here's another thing, um, just to get, kind of dive back into it and, and, and the hypocritical kind of stuff that uh, the, the host there, one of the hosts, Kristen, talks about with guys. Because she talks about she's engaged to a, a blue-eyed uh, Ken doll-looking guy, which I yeah, thought was she funny. Pronounced, uh, she pronounced blue-eyed devil incorrectly, yep. Okay. And then, uh, so here here's a clip. Did I have a childhood crush on Cary Grant? Oh, for sure. Totally. Who 
who has a childhood crush on Cary Grant in this? I, <laughs> I, I just. When was she born? 1912? What the fuck is she talking about? Well, and it's, I just thought it was weird because, you know, there's a shit ton of references to Weezer in here. So they've got to be like our age, these girls, oh, yeah, I yeah, would imagine. High school, she listened to Pinkerton over and over again. Right. And uh, so she's got to be late 30s, early 40s, something like that, right? I can't say that I'm like a big fucking like Marlena Dietrich fan. You know, like I just wouldn't throw out some old school actress. Exactly. Thing. What the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Oh, Carrie Crown. She's got fucking black and white fever. We're talking about yellow fever. That's a black. That's black and white fever. <laughs> All right. So um, I have a. a bunch more clips here that i want to get to so let's let's get into it all right um can you play the clip that is white people playing asian people in movies these uh magazine spreads at the time kind of behind the scenes of these films detailing how they transformed white women into asian characters which was just a lot of like racist uh, awful, like, here's how we pull her eyes back and put her in yellow face uh, and make her talk with a, a broken English accent. It was all pretty horrifying. Um, Okay. So she's explaining how, you know, we all know that Hollywood is famous for having Jews play Indians and, you know, all sorts. It was, it was a white person's game for a long time. So, um, you know, they're talking about how they had white people portraying Asian people and this is described as horrifying that they would have them talk with a broken English accent and pull their eyes back. Kevin, it's not racism. Asian eyes look different than white people eyes. You do have to do something, nope. though, right? Nope, no, they look oh, exactly oh, the same. I'm sorry. I'm yep. sorry. That was a microaggression. I yep, apologize. That was a microaggression. What, what pissed me off about this part of the show is that they're talking about white people playing Asians with no mention of Breakfast at Tiffany's. I was just about to say that. The character in Breakfast at Tiffany's is, honestly, the racist thing ever done you know, in a movie ever. Well, it, 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 and it actually... It's just like, oh, Jesus Christ, enough. Right, well, cause, and it inspires, like, the impression that everyone does of an Asian now. You know what I mean? Like, that's the... I mean, it's way over the top and, and pretty fucking terrible. But, I mean, it's, you know, that's like what people take and they go, oh, oh it's all, you know, like the whole thing. Just like they do, you know, I'm Italian, so they do, you know, people fucking do mobster voices sure, for me, you know. Bar. Right, right. So, I mean, it is it is what it is. I mean. I know you personally, so I make fun of you for things that, you know, actually suck about you. But, yeah, other people right. find it. <laughs> just, just generalize, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I I was thinking the exact same thing about Breakfast and Tiffany's when you were uh, when you were yeah. saying that because it's like holy shit, that is like the worst. Uh, and they they do talk about Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket, which is a, an amazing movie. I'm yeah. a big Kubrick fan, so it's a really really good movie. And uh, however, they uh, that's the movie that kind of coined the "Me Love You Long Time" and. Uh, and all those things. I thought it was two live crew that did that, but okay. Well, no, they stole it. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they stole it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm still doing tried... a comedy show. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going into fucking like, uh, yeah, <laughs> explaining it to me. Well, actually, Carl. Well, see... you know what Kubrick was trying to do was. <laughs> oh, I guess the thing that bugged me the most about it was not even like the 
the entire discussion, the Asian thing, the frequent uh, y- use of the word yellow, which I was like, Jesus, yeah. enough with, with that. Yeah. Is- uh, I actually have a pretty funny clip if you want to play uh, yellow fever real quick. The whole yellow fever so-called phenomenon, and I realize that that is uh, not the nicest way to put it. It's an uncomfortable phrase to even say on the podcast, Caroline. This is why our podcast is better. I say yellow fever. I'm totally comfortable with it. It's a very <laughs> comfortable phrase for me to say on the podcast. But you're right. They do say yellow fever. It's almost like they're getting away with something like, ooh, we're being naughty. We get to say yellow fever. But, you know, they're masking it as uh, we're trying to educate people about right. uh, racism and, and everything else. Right. Uh, before we get too far away, I do want to go back. Can you play Way to Not Make a Point at All? And this goes back to... Um, they went into a pretty long diatribe about Hollywood and uh, actors and actresses, and um, which really has nothing to do with the premise of the show at all. But uh, they, do, they do get off on it for a while. So play way to not make a point at all. We still see Hollywood peddling stereotypical roles for Asian actresses. They're either model minorities, you know, the nerdy kid in class. They're dragon lady businesswomen. They're sexy kung fu masters or non-English speaking immigrants running dry cleaners or they're prostitutes. Okay, this clip is pretty funny to me because it can't be stereotypes if it's all over the place. Literally, she's saying, you know, these women are, are always playing either the protagonist or, or the antagonist or a supporting character. <laughs> or, what else are they supposed to do? Or a human being with a vagina. These no, women are no, always playing those. <laughs> she literally names off so many different roles that they play. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's like, oh, I can't believe this person is a smart businessman. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Here, Here's my favorite uh, part of the entire Hollywood discussion as they keep talking about this this woman named Anna Mae Wong. Anna Mae Wong. Anna, Anna Mae Wong. Now, how <laughs> how funny to, to... What do you think about the fact that it's uh, anime? Like, her first name is anime. That, that is amazing observation. I did not pick up on that at all. How did yeah. I miss that? <laughs> it just They kept saying anime. Yeah, they said it a million times. Like, I'm waiting for them to be like, <laughs> manga, manga Wong... And hentai uh, fucking... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, don't forget about uh, Bukaki Kwong, who uh, <laughs> was a great actress of the 30s. Uh, Bukaki Kwong. Well, you remember Bukaki Kwong. Yeah, I do. I have all her... School. Of all her movies. I have another clip here. This is just of uh, her voice, like Kristen's voice. That uh, it, it just annoys the shit out of me and, and will, I'm sure, you as well. Okay. Uh, who's one of many delightfully diminutive doll-like women he discovers in Japan. What is many of the many diminutive doll-like women he meets in Japan? Who's one of many delightful... What is one of many delightful... Who's one of many delightfully diminutive doll-like women he discovers in Japan. In Japan. Many of the diminutive doll-like women he meets in Japan. Very condescending. You got all right. I have another example of this. That one's ridiculous. But play casual racism. Casual racism. racism. Uh, One of the examples that Chan gave was they went to her boyfriend's family's place over the summer, and they were going to play beer pong. And people were like, "Hey, you'll like this. It's just like ping pong." (gasps) (laughs) The gasp is amazing. (sighs) Um, But she's like, "Casual racism." Yeah. 
Well, you know, Kevin, there's like microaggressions, like casual racism. Yeah. Like people think an Asian person is good at beer pong. <sighs> Even gendering the entire geography. She likes to pull <laughs> words out. Geography. Even gendering the entire geography. Geography. Much of a, a range. Range. It just sounds like, uh, I pulled this one because it sounds like Jiminy Glick. You know, like fucking character. <laughs> yeah. Much of a, a range. range. <laughs> and, uh, if you're not getting the, uh, the sense by uh, listening to these clips that we're playing for you, play the clip that says, holy shit, you're overthinking it. But even gendering the entire geography, because this whole issue of Western fetishization when it comes to East Asia is really a story of imperialism. And this was something that Patricia Park laid out really well over in Bitch Magazine in an article called The Madam Butterfly Effect. So this is the premise of, of the show, is this all comes back to this Western imperialism as to the reason why you and I beat off two Asian girls on uh, RedTube. Right. Which I had no idea. That's amazing to me. I, I had no idea that was why. I didn't realize that there was something called Bitch Magazine. They keep quoting oh, this. Bitch Mag. Oh, I, I have a subscription. It's amazing. Does it come out once yeah. a month? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. So that that's the premise of the show, but... Uh, I have another clip that I think would make sense to play here. It's called, This is Why This Podcast is Terrible, Even If You Buy the Premise. A lot of Asian women, because of these kinds of U.S. policies, were not allowed to come into the United States as well. There were fears that they would bring over things like STDs. So you had these communities of mostly Asian men that white people similarly were like, oh, what's going on over there? That's not right. There aren't any women. But at the same time, they judged their women as being immoral too so there was it was just a mess it's totally counter to this whole idea that the fetishization of uh if that's a word of asian women and then we get into this thing where it's like well you know in america they thought they all had stds and that they were immoral and gross so i'm sorry then there probably isn't this perfect story arc that we were talking about you know they could have gone back to the invention of the internet that probably would have been a better place to start for this whole <laughs> you know, fetishization of Asian women. I, I don't think it goes back to Marco Polo. I think, here's my take on it. Guys like women. Heterosexual men typically like women. And I don't think it really makes one hell of a difference if they're Asian or what the fuck race they are. Guys are going to be into all kinds of different shit. So... To demonize one sect of of men or whatever who who happen to like Asian women is just seems kind of ridiculous to me. But exactly, I mean, the thing that they're not understanding is that guys will sleep with just about anything with a vagina, and ninety nine percent of Asian women have said vagina, which makes them quite desirable, right there. Except now, for a few in Thailand. <laughs> There's a few I that was, don't I was quite. About that. My, yeah. my math might be off because of Thailand. <laughs> Take Thailand out of the equation. We're close to 100%. Yes. Um, so I do have a, a clip here that's called How This Chick Ended Up Becoming a Man-Hating Feminazi. Um, and she just goes back really quick into a, uh, a brief moment of her growing up in her childhood. I, I think this really sums it up. 
when I was growing up, my dad was such a huge like Broadway and musical fan, so I've, I'm definitely familiar with South Pacific. He's a fag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that her dad uh, really paid much attention to uh, her mom growing up, and that was probably an issue and, and the reason why she's uh, much of a man-hater today. An oversized clitoris. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, – I just want to throw this one in real quick because uh, yeah, I, I love the chemistry between the two girls. If we had a dollar already for the number of times we said fetish, a version of fetish in this podcast, we could buy a sandwich. Ooh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. So I, I love that. I actually had the exact same clip, and I called it uh, Swing and a Miss. <laughs> this isn't trying to be funny by any means so they tried to get one joke in there and she couldn't come up with anything if we had a dollar for every time we said fetish we could buy a sandwich that's hilarious you totally understand how comedy works yeah you well done us. but the sandwich wouldn't have any meat in it because we don't believe in it <laughs> all right so after all of this information that they've brought forth and there's a lot of information in here i mean it's, it's wildly inaccurate but they do talk about opium wars and they talk about early hollywood and and all sorts of things going on throughout history i really like that they wrap it all up with a solution so if you want to play the clip wrapping up with the solution please <laughs> appropriately named while you might think oh i don't perpetuate these kinds of stereotypes it there are more of those microaggressions we could say that we can all probably pay closer attention to. And seriously, friends, if you have a, a single Asian friend that you want to hook up, don't don't suggest the guy who exclusively dates Asian girls. You know, like don't don't try to don't pull that whole thing. You are a hero, Kristen. <laughs> You've saved the day. Oh, yes. she she saved it. I mean, there's this huge problem that's been going on. Since uh, Marco Polo times, and she has the solution right there. Yep. Stop hooking uh, your friends up who like Asian people. I just was so angry. I've listened to this podcast four different times now. That's unbelievable. I can't believe you spent that much time. Well, it's, the it's first really... two were, were masturbation uh, sessions, but the, the second okay. two were, yeah. So the second two, when I listened to, I just found myself just getting really like angry at, at the whole kind of concept of it and it's all joking aside i was actually getting very angry about the 40 minute mark yeah i stopped it and i was like okay <laughs> we're doing this for fun <laughs> calm down i was actually getting angry yeah yeah there's uh and it didn't help that i listened to it like i didn't get a lot of sleep last night i listened to it this morning in bed like i was like i gotta uh, one more time i gotta get this fucking thing drilled into my head and uh i'm a fucking crab in the morning so I hadn't had coffee or anything yet, and I just was so, like, ready to just throw the cunt word around, like, a thousand fucking times for this podcast. But I'm I'm better now. I'm civilized. I, I'm woken up a little it, bit. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I feel like here's the positives that I take away from this. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. We don't really talk about positives <laughs> a lot. I'm, I'm glad to hear you bring there, this up. There are... I can think of a one. So, yeah, okay. go ahead. There Shoot. are some positives here. And it's going to be from a purely geeky technical standpoint. The podcast is recorded beautifully. Everything was perfect. The levels were great. You could hear everything really nice. They have a good mix with the uh, 
with the audio coming in and out, like the, the theme song. And then they have the, at the end, they have a little harp fucking sound effect. And then they have like, yeah, yeah. Mailbag and stuff. It's, yeah. It's legit. It's really, really well done. The, the two women the content that is so fucking terrible. That's the good production pisses me off. Yeah. I want it to be just a couple of, uh, feminists with no friends in their basement but no these women are gainfully employed and actually have like journalism backgrounds they do this for a career yeah and that's sorry that <laughs> we're trying to find positives well i mean that's really like the only major positive that i could take away you can tell that they both of them have like a background or they they went to school let's say I, i'm assuming i never do any research on these girls but... i could tell that they both have access to wikipedia that's what i could tell that was my big thing. And here, you know, I just I just dropped a microaggression and I called them girls. I'm sorry, they're women. So oh, I cunts was the word I apologize. That's uh, Carl at uh, Yahoo.com. <laughs> Carl at Yahoo. So yeah, um, yeah. So I, I just I, I from that point of it, like I admired it. Like the first time I listened to, it, I was like, wow, this is really like well put together. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, they have a clear like background in doing it however they have that annoying inflection thing that they must teach you in fucking broadcasting 101 in college uh or journal whatever the fuck uh, class it is where you have to talk like this and deliver everything like it's it's everything is all over the place and i i just i think it's just a, a condescending cunty dialect whenever they're making a point that's so obvious to them and the listener is just an idiot. That's when they have to start talking like this to drive home the point that a uh, duh, guys. This is even how gendering the entire <laughs> like that. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I just had one other point that I, I wanted to make because there's there's no making these women happy. I don't have a clip, but they talked a lot about Madame Butterfly and Miss Saigon. Oh yeah, and their complaint about these stories is that the Asian women, the Asian lead characters in these stories are hot and desirable. Now, how the fuck should they have been portrayed? I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit confused here. And, and what that's great about this, they're talking about these stories, and there's a couple other ones that they bring up, and they're like, yeah, they're all of the same thing, where the, the female lead is Asian and she's hot and the guy loves her. It's like, that's also true of every other story I've ever heard in my life how about the millions of stories where there's a white woman who's hot and desirable? Is that for the next podcast? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. I, I don't understand what the alternative is. What is it they were hoping would happen that, in these? Because like, it, it's funny because if the white guy was like, oh, gross, you're Asian. That would be a huge fucking problem. Right. They're like, oh, you're hot. You're Asian. That's a fucking problem. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I can't even wrap my mind around what the right answer is here. Yeah, it, it, you get the sense when you listen to this that they just want Asians and Asians to be with each other, and you know what I mean. It's <laughs> right? like, yeah, that really is the only conclusion that works. Like, just stick with your race. That's what I did. Right. Everyone else should too, because this is getting out of control. Right. When I see one more white guy with an Asian. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> They're making ping pong jokes. It's crazy. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just was so frustrated. I guess listening to this too, and you know, and actually being like a. You know, a, a guy who genuinely thinks that Asian women are pretty attractive. Um, oh, you know, it's 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 rough to hear this and then be like, wow, you know, it's like you're automatically a creep. Like you're that's already the, in the lexicon now. That's just the way it is. There's my ten dollar word. 
we both from experience have enjoyed uh, the Asian females. And it doesn't stop me from enjoying um, other females as well. Um, right. Even those, uh, those awful uh, Jewish ones who won't suck your penis. But I give them all a chance, you know? Uh, I, I just, uh, it doesn't really add up to me. And I, I find it really, you know, as a person, as a guy who already has enough trouble fucking trying to meet women, it's like now I, now I have to battle a creep factor because I happen to like, and, and that's not that I'm only, I would only ever chase an, an Asian girl. I mean, I, I. They are slower, so you might want to. <laughs> well, Asian girl. no one's slower than me, so. <laughs> they can outrun me. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's, it's really, it comes across racist well, in the wrong, like, I don't think they no. intended it to come across that way in this podcast, but don't, don't feel bad because these women's sensibilities are nowhere near, um, reflected in the real world. In fact, there's nothing that I choose to watch or listen to that wouldn't leave these women curled up in the fetal position. <laughs> they are offended by everything. Yeah. You know, I, I, if they saw your Google history, I'm pretty sure they would commit suicide. <laughs> so so don't feel bad. These women are are terrible. So uh, yeah, this this was just a, a futile effort at at a podcast that I I don't like putting down. Talking about, about what we just did. Well, that too, but <laughs> I mean no, it's just the, the you know, I listened to it four fucking times and I'm like I, and then and then and then one of the episodes I had, it just went into the next whatever was on their feed oh, no. next. Oh, no. And it was called The Nipple Slip or something like that. So it was all about tits, which I didn't listen to that whole thing. And I guess I probably should because. Oh, no, I don't, I don't think you should. So <laughs> I, I just want to wrap it up with, with this final thought. Like, who is this podcast for, Kevin? You listened to the whole thing four times. I listened to it begrudgingly once. Who is the target audience for this podcast? It's It's women that have no idea what to think and need guidance from other uh, women. No, no, that, that'd be the worst audience for this. Cause if they actually listened to these two cunts and agreed with them, they'd be steering them in the exact wrong direction. I have an idea of who I think the target audience is. Okay. Any chick whose man left them for an Asian girl. And wants to blame it on something other than their awful personality can now say, "Oh, it's because of the opium wars." Of course, yes, uh, <laughs> it's because of Madame Butterfly. It wasn't me. I don't need to improve myself. It was because of this an oversized clitoris. Yeah, that was the <laughs> main reason. All right, so um, just wrapping up. Stuff Mom never told you. We'll never listen to another episode of that ever again. Because my uh, eardrums were writing out suicide notes. Uh, I just don't want to have to go through that. But next week, we will be reviewing another podcast. And next week, we're going to be listening to Raw's Fourth Hour with Kevin Scampoli. And we're going to be listening to an episode from February 8th, 2016. This podcast is meant to be listened to right after the end of WWE's Raw. And it's a great recap of the show and an inside look at all things professional wrestling. Let's start this off with my favorite caller because we're going to talk to Brian. And he's going to have to tell me a little bit about Raw because I spent more time on Where's My Refund than watching Raw, than on my actual Raw stream. So, Brian, how was Raw tonight? 
Um, it, it was all right. You know, I'm I'm getting back from sobbing like a small child. Jesus, I didn't expect that speech to be so good. <laughs> so that's going to be a fun one. That's going to be next week on Who Are These Podcasts. Kevin, great talking to you. Great talking to you. See you guys later. Later. Yeah,